0: hello fine folks this is cerebral Flex we're your host Namwon Sakati Jared our black star today's episode is episode 26 it's uh, about witchcraft and witches in Europe Europe and Salem it's uh, titled boil em, Mash'em, Put'em put em in a stew for good reason so um good morning first of all Jared how are things I'm good hello. I'm grabbing some images for us so we can show some torture devices. Otherwise, we're good. And I'm going to try not to laugh or show my sadism. (laughs) We're going to try not to show whatever odd perversions
1: we are into today. Um, (laughs) And I've probably already said so much. So um, we're going to go over the European history of witch burnings and then we'll give some opinions we'll show some torture devices because in north america they didn't use a whole bunch of torture devices just a few specific ones um and then we'll go into um the north american witch trials uh we'll do some little history facts on that and kind of what happened there give our opinions and then we'll wrap it up so it'll be a little bit of a longer one today but we're doing it for spooky season so
0: hopefully you guys enjoy take it away (laughs) all right so in europe um that's where the weird fascination with uh, killing so-called witches became a thing. Um, so I'll start in 1572 in a tiny settlement called St. Maximin. It's in, it was in present-day Germany. A woman named Eva was charged with using witchcraft to murder a child. Um, she confessed under torture and uh, unfortunately implicated two other women, and they were all burned at the stake. Uh, By mid-1590s, the territory had burned 500 people declared to be witches out of 2,200 residents. That's 22.7% of the population. That's insanity. So in between 400 and 1782, between 40,000 and 60,000 people were put to death for witchcraft. Uh, The epicenter of the witch hunts was Europe's German-speaking heartland. So I guess Germans are very sadistic, I guess. If you look at the pattern throughout history, um, the area was in, a, was in current day Germany, Switzerland and northeastern France. Uh, the old theory was that there was just a lot of bad weather and that the people were poor and like, you know, there was famine. So they were angry. So they had to have a scapegoat. But uh, some scientists disproved that or at least expanded upon that theory. Um, but they were considered devil's minions at a certain time. And I'll tell you why. So the alternative theory, the most modern theory of why the witch hunts occurred, comes down to market competition between churches. So it always comes down to money. You know, (laughs) you want to know when something bad is happening? Just follow the money. Um, Protestantism uh, was new and it was competing with Catholicism, offering salvation. And uh, among both denominations, witch hunting became a prime service. So they were like, we will get rid of your devil's minions better than they can. And they would have had commercials if it was nowadays. (coughs) But anyway, it attracted the masses by demonstrating their Satan fighting abilities. And the trials uh, ending in death happened mostly in Germany. So from 1300 to 1850, 6,887 people in Germany were killed for witchcraft. 5,691 in Switzerland, 1,663 in France, 474 in Hungary, 378 in Belgium, 367 in England, which is odd because I always thought the, the witch hunt things happened in England more so than Germany. Uh, 280 in Norway, 190 in Scotland, 115 in Finland, and 99 in Luxembourg. So between uh, 1300 and 1850, like I said, 104 religious battles ensued in the German region. And the denominations had to offer additional services as invasion was no longer a possibility. So what better way to boost the appeal than to offer witch hunts? You know, you got to stay safe from Satan. And uh, before all this, the Catholic Church turned a blind eye to witchcraft. And people used to buy potions and spells before this time. And it was pretty much common practice. And the common folk widely believed in witchcraft. And it wasn't a thing. So... By the mid-1500s, Lutheranism, good old Martin Luther, gained ground and Protestants were warier of witchery. <laughs> this is so nuts. Anyway, Luther himself authors author, uh, authorized the execution of four accused witches himself, which I didn't previously know. Good old Martin Luther. Uh, the Catholic Church got nervous and stepped up their execution game, uh, which made the Lutheran authorities up. Uh, their witch hunting game. So both both denominations are like warring for who can kill the most witches. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, hi, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably copyrighted. Um, more than two thirds of the witch trials and 90,000 of the religious, I mean, 90,000, 90% of the religious battles occurred during the counter reformation. When Catholics stepped up their response to legalize Lutheranism between 1550 and 1650. More than 40% of Europeans executed for witchcraft were in Germany. So I can't stress that enough. Uh, The slaughter subsided after 1648 when the Peace of Westphalia brought an end to religious wars by establishing the geography of Catholic and Protestant monopolies and mandating the tolerance of mainstream sects of Christians, regardless of official religion. And the drop-off occurred before the bad weather ever stopped so that old theory of bad weather and bad attitudes causing this to happen was a complete myth and then before the 1400s europeans generally believed in magic like i said before and what looked like changed dramatically depended on the region so some people like sicilians believed in alluring women with the hands of feet and animal animals for example and norwegians believed in earth trolls And there's no agreement in Europe on who witches were and what they did. And some European cultures lack the belief in witches at all. And the rumors spread across Europe about witches because of these denominations. And it's nuts. So they apparently met in groups and talked to the devil was was what they gossiped. And uh, hence why we have similar kid-friendly versions of witches today with the pots and the stews and the meeting in groups. And... uh, Traveling friars or who started this. They, they were the gossipers. They went around and uh, uh, in the Valais, I can't pronounce that right, probably. Area in the Swiss Alps. And they spread rumors in the 1420s. And then so the witch hunts weren't just stupid, angry mobs with pitchforks. There was a careful cost-benefit analysis made by the warring denominations. And this is uh, all information from a court's article titled, Germany was once the witch-burning capital of the world, and here's why. And it was dated... Uh, on January twenty fourth, which is my birthday, two thousand eighteen, and that—that's uh, the European uh, witch hunt information I gathered swiftly. Did-, <clears throat> Did you get to read anything about the Malus Malificarum? No. Please speak on it.
1: Oh, so the Malus Malificarum—it was written by a Catholic clergyman, uh, Heinrich Kramer. So another German which was another interesting thing. Like you said, I thought most of it was in England, but a lot of it actually started out in Germany. Um, And Malleus Maleficarum is uh, a Latin translation known as the hammer of the witches. And what he wrote in it was all the suggested tortures to effectively obtain confessions and the death penalty um, against witches at the time of its publication, there were a lot of heretics were frequently being punished to be burned at the stake and the Malleus, uh, kind of encouraged the same treatment of witches, but to condemn somebody of witchcraft, you had to first punish them. And, um, if you ever want to just read like a horror novel, read the Malleus Malificarum. It is, uh, fucked up. A, A summary of the contents would be, uh, um <clears throat> there was a justification uh so a justification for the methods being used um there is a papal bull in it which was a, a papal bull is essentially a diction written by the pope um pretty much giving this guy like yeah you can go ahead and and do these things this is god's will um an appropriation by the professors of theology at a university of cologne it had a table of contents and then main text of the the three sections it's it's quite a a hefty tome and the main text has three separate sections one about the concept of witchcraft and the point of view from like a theological and a natural philosophy standpoint and then section two had uh the practice and cases are discussed of the powers of richmond witches and the recruitment strategies and then the legal part was in section three of the malleus maleficorum which tells you how to prosecute a witch obtain a confession etc um so and that was actually passed around quite a bit in uh europe and north america and it was kind of like that the how to find a witch book so interesting stuff you're muted
0: (laughs) people are nuts is all i said but uh all right so before
1: we give some of our opinions about this we're going to show some uh, some of the devices that were used. And a lot of these were actually <laughs> developed by the Spanish Inquisition, which is probably something you and I should talk about and get into at some point with all the weird little history ones we've done because I'm surprised we haven't yet because that was fucked up as well. Indeed. All right. So here, well, let me see if I can blow that up a little bit more.
0: I feel like we should have had some death metal like come in right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, that would have been nice. Maybe maybe when we get bigger, we'll redo this episode and then like copyright strikes won't be a thing. Um, But this is a popular one. This is called the knee splitter. And as it says, uh, it does what it says. It splits the victim's knees and it renders them useless. Uh, You have these two spikes here and then you can't really see it because the image is a little bit blurry. Google searching these images is actually really hard. Google must not want you to see these. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't want you to get any ideas because, you know, people are getting angry out there. But essentially, you got these spikes up here, and then you got screws on either side, and you, you just slowly tighten it until you crush their knees. Yeah, um, that
0: looks pretty painful.
1: Yeah. Um, up next, we got uh this is known as the uh pair of anguish Uh, and i don't want to get demonetized (laughs) or take it off so i'm not going to say what it does why but but as you can see you're allowed to tell me what that device does but as you can see it's closed and then you might stick it in something and (laughs) it is open and you can imagine why they call it the pair of anguish
0: I, i feel like you could use it on men or women
1: I mean, yes, you you would put it in a certain a hole.
0: It doesn't matter which orifice down there.
1: No, no, it does not. In
0: fact, why why doesn't it have perf- spikes on the outside that come out too? Because that is going to rip your anus pretty hard, sir. Um, right. So I don't
1: think it needs the added effect. I think of it needs spikes. added
0: sharp things on the outside.
1: Well, you would have just been. The inventor of the most efficiently torturous torture tools back in the day. Um, this is the Judas Cradle. Um, this is kind of inspired, I would assume, by Vlad the Impaler. Um, oh, yeah. Who we'll be talking about next week. And uh, as you can see, it's a, it's an obelisk. And these ropes are actually weighted. And they suspend you above. And they they lower you slowly down onto it. See, again
0: um, they kind of ruined this one it could have been more like a, a um ice pick that got thicker oh god
1: <laughs> up next we have the iron maiden uh which not the band but the iron maiden is it's this big um it's this big thing that you put somebody inside it has these spikes inside and yep. they close it and as they slowly close it uh all the spikes that dig into your body, and it's not enough to kill you, but you bleed out very slowly. It's very agonizing. It's it's definitely not a nice way to die. Yeah. Um. This is the iron chair. Same kind of deal. All these little nails, they strap you into it. Just using the weight of gravity, you're slowly going to sink down and impale yourself into it. Um. That's definitely not fun. Not okay.
0: Would that and kill you?
1: Eventually... Eventually you would bleed out, but it would take a very long time. I feel
0: like the infection would kill you first back yeah. then. And just, yeah. just to
1: remind everybody, this this was uh most of these devices came out during the Spanish Inquisition, which were then later used on heretics and witches. So the Catholics made these and used these quite frequently. Um
0: fucking Catholics.
1: Yeah. Fucking Catholics. The rack. Pretty self explanatory. You tie your hands, you tie your feet, and then you slowly uh slowly stretch the person until uh they dislocate and break bones. Um it takes a very long time. Uh and it's it's very, very brutal.
0: I feel like that one lacked imagination. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were working with what they had at the
0: time. But there's less of say. a mess. I believe there'd be less blood and
1: different fluids. <laughs> yes. Um, and then this last one um, was one of the more common ones used because it's really easy to make. This is called thumb screws. So it's kind of the same thing as a knee splitter, except it's a lot smaller. You would put somebody's fingers in here and you would slowly tighten it time over time, breaking and crushing the flesh. Um, it was excruciatingly painful. You would not die from it, but you would you could pass out from pain um, and you could continue to tighten it until your fingers were essentially mashed nice. To pulp. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Other ones that were used that I couldn't find good images for. I didn't have time for. um, You can actually see it in the movie Red Riding Hood. Uh, It's called the Iron Bull. It is essentially a big bull made out of iron. It's hollow on the inside. Mm -hmm. And what you would do is you would put the victim inside of it. You would close it. And because it's iron, it would kind of muffle their screams. um, And it would sound like a bull. Kind of like, you know, grunting. And you would put fire underneath the iron bowl and it would slowly heat up and eventually boil the victim to death. Um, Oh, did they
0: put water in there too?
1: No, no, just it would get so hot
0: you would start to melt into it. Yeah, if they put water, it'd be easier to clean out when you need to reuse it. Yeah, I mean... You don't want to melt flesh to the inside of that thing too much.
1: All right, so those were... (laughs) (laughs) Those were the... uh, the torture devices that were most commonly used to extract confessions out of witches and uh in a lot of the cases where you study the witches giving confessions um they were all done for the most part under torture and the body can only handle so much pain before you eventually just confess for the pain to stop um because who wants to be put in that because they would do these tortures <clears throat> For hours and hours and days upon days and just relentlessly not stop. Um. So yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> so what are your what are your thoughts on the or, the origins of the witch hunts in Europe? Like, what do you think contributed? Because we kind of ruled out the fact that it was um, weather and all these other hard issues. What do you think the the main nexus of it was?
0: Money. Money. The churches wanted their money as all churches do. So they wanted more, you know, people come to their churches. So they were offering as many services as possible mm. and making shit up. Were you, do you think mean, they were creating jobs. Yeah, I mean, you could look at it that way. It was a great, great economic development. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, also, you're getting rid of a lot of people. So that hurt the economy. Yeah, I I tend to think
1: of it as looking at it from like, um, because the church likes to tell people what they can and can't do with um, their bodily autonomy. And so I feel like, especially in North America, but even a little bit in Europe, the overtones seem to be these paranoid male um, kings and magistrates and stuff like that who I think... Either wanted these women sexually or wanted to suppress women, and also there's always going to be those people who have weird sexual fetishes that enjoy like sadistically torturing people. Um, I think the guy who did most of the main witch burnings and stuff like that in Salem, I think he was definitely a sadist. Um,
0: yeah, and so I think sure. it was,
1: I think a lot of it was about control over women and like keeping hmm. women down, and also like hurting women because uh, guys were perverts and they, they wanted them. They, they wanted to
0: possess them. Interesting. I'm sure that was a factor that played into it. Yeah. I think behind them were people that were more soulless that just wanted money. And they put the sadist, you know, the sadist out there to do the evil work. And then there's a bunch of people in the village that actually believe the nonsense that these people were telling them. Well, yeah. And it's easy. It's easy to believe in uh, a boogeyman
1: when, you know, you're, you're being taxed and worked to death and you're, you're starving and there's not enough to go around. People want somebody to hate. Like you'll see in North America, like yeah. a lot of <laughs> it was about, a lot of it was about land disputes and stuff. Like they would accuse, Oh, this person has more land and I want their land. So I'm going to, oh, I thought
0: friend. you meant now because oh. now the people don't have jobs and no one has money and everyone's like attacking each other. And we're, <laughs> pointing the finger at China and we're pointing the finger at immigrants and we're pointing the finger at each other. And we're acting just like these stupid ass angry mobs of the soon. We'll start hunting people. Yeah. I'm sure the left, the left dictatorship will start hunting the, uh, the Republicans that won't get vaccines. We'll put like yellow stars on them or some shit and put them in the yeah. gas chambers. Yeah. Either way. Um, I mean, you saw thing. it, you saw it in the eighties and the early nineties with the satanic
1: panic, even, I mean, I keep I forget there was one specific book of this girl who underwent uh like some hypnotic psychological stuff and supposedly dug up stuff from her past about her being part of a satanic cult when she was a child and sexually abused by demon worshippers or stuff and then you heard all the crazy stories about uh daycares being satanic and like trafficking children and stuff that were all proven to be demonstrably false and like it 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 sounds
0: terrifying
1: it sounds terrifying and it's very easy to believe because things like that happen outside of a a satanic context all the time in the real world and so people kind of want to make sense of it it's kind of like um, people believing that vaccines cause different forms of autism uh, in children because you don't want to just believe that things that are you know bad or or not of the norm can can happen so you want a way to explain it and so it's got to be the vaccines or it's got to be um everybody in the government is a uh satanic illuminati lizard person that is running a child sex slave ring on on the moon as alex jones states or just crazy theories you want a way to explain so that you feel like you're more in control of of the way that bad things just happen
0: i love this idea that these people are that organized and that efficient but they can't even like balance the budget or like pay off their debts oh they can balance their budget and pay off their debts no no i'm in the country they run the country and the country is like if you if the country was a person we'd be you know severely in debt living in way too large of a home and uh yeah about to declare bankruptcy if we were a individual yes but but it's funny that people think that they're like reptilians that golf on the moon or some shit but they can't even like pay their debts but again like it's this has happened for for centuries
1: they they burned they burned people who were uh i guess we would call them wood witches today who could heal your cow and make them produce more milk or you know ail your child when they were sick or something like that and Uh, The church said that they were bad people and they worshipped the devil and then they turned on them. So it's it's easy to corrupt humans when they're scared and they're hungry.
0: Shall we go to uh, to North America? I have to cough one second. Oh, okay. All right. Now that I'm done coughing. Yes. All right. The Salem witch hunts were uh, the main main example, and I'm sure most people have heard of those. So I'll just touch on that real quick. Um, The Salem witch trials occurred in colonial Massachusetts between 1692 and 1693, and more than 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft. And thankfully, only 20 people were executed. Uh, Eventually, the colony admitted the trials were a mistake and compensated the affected families. Um, The story of the trials has become synonymous with paranoia and injustice. Christians several centuries ago... Um, thought the devil gave people powers and, uh, you know, if you were loyal to the devil, the devil would give you powers and, um, Christians went nuts. So remember the witch hunts of Europe, which we just talked about from the 14th to 17th centuries. Um, the Salem trials came on just as the European craze of killing, uh, supposed witches uh, was winding down and local circumstances explain their onset, um so let's go to 1689 uh english rulers william and mary started a war with france and the american colonies it was known as king william's war to the colonists it ravaged regions of upstate new york nova scotia and quebec sending refugees into the country of essex and specifically salem village in massachusetts bay colony the displaced people created a strain on salem's resources um, This aggravated the existing rivalry between families with ties to the wealth of the Port of Salem and those who still depended on agriculture. Um, Controversy also brewed over Reverend Samuel Parris, who became Salem Village's first ordained minister in 1689 and was disliked because of his rigid ways and greedy nature. Um, The Puritan villagers believed all the quarreling was the work of the devil. In January of 1692 Reverend Paris's daughter Elizabeth age 9 and niece Abigail Williams age 11 started having fits. <laughs> They're probably sick with something. Uh, they screamed through through things uttered peculiar sounds and contorted themselves into strange positions and a local doctor blamed the supernatural. Another girl and put put nan In,
1: Interjection.
0: What? Yeah, interjection. Objection. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, not an no, not objection, interjection. <laughs>
1: so A lot of people and archaeologists and scientists and stuff have tried to, like, explain why they were having fits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Science Magazine in 1976, they actually cited that it it was potentially fungus ergot, which was found in rye, wheat, and other uh, cereals. Um, So toxicologists said that these symptoms can cause delusions, vomiting, muscle spasms. And, again, you have to understand, like, this is 19... or 1692, like the 1690s area. Um, so the colonies in America were were very new, and they were still learning how to farm the land. And it, it is it isn't um, it isn't unlikely that they had food that was rotted and maybe not good that they had to consume, and that could definitely affect hallucinations and stuff like that in, in these young children. So I just wanted to give like a little bit of a, a scientific reason for why they were having these fits and contortions.
0: Thank you. There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Um, so another girl, Anne Putnam, age 11, experienced similar episodes, and all three women were brought before the local magistrates and interrogated for several days, starting on March 1st, 1692. Osborne claimed innocence, as did good, but uh, Tituba con- confessed, the devil came to me and bid me serve him. Uh, she described elaborate images of black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a black man who wanted her to sign his book. She admitted that she signed the book and said there were several other witches looking to destroy Puritans. All three women were put in jail. Now, what made that woman say that if the other two claimed innocence? What's wrong with this woman? Anyway, <laughs> well, she was age 11, so... Wait, who? which one claimed... No, it was Tituba. Tituba. She, she was... Uh, only nine, I believe. Tituba? T- yeah, how old is this woman? I believe
1: Tichuba was a, a younger woman, but she, also notably she was a slave.
0: Okay. Yes. Very good.
1: Tich- Tichuba was a, a black woman. She was a slave, and she was accused of witchcraft, and she accused other women of witchcraft. So it could have been like, fuck y'all, white people. If I'm going down, some of you going with me. Fair enough.
0: Interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the seed of paranoia planted, a stream of accusations followed for the next few months and dozens of people from Salem and other Massachusetts villages were brought in for questioning. A woman named Bridget Bishop was the first to be hung. And following the trials and executions, many involved, like Judge Samuel Sewall, publicly confessed error and guilt. On January 14, 1697, the General Court ordered a day of fasting and soul-searching for the tragedy of Salem. In 1702, the court declared the trials unlawful. In 1711, the colony passed a bill restoring the rights and good names of those accused and granted 600 pounds rest- restitution to their heirs. Uh, however, it was not until 1957, more than 250 years later, that Massachusetts formally apologized for the events of 1692. Not till 1957, really? Really, guys? Anyway... So yeah, that's Salem witch hunts in a nutshell. Got that from the History Channel. Check it out. <laughs> the interesting thing about Tichiba too is she uh,
1: she was enslaved by um, one of the 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 people who lived in Salem, and they actually did not try her or kill her for witchcraft. They actually let her go which hmm. I always thought was really interesting. So she accused all these other women of participating in witchcraft, and then she actually kind of got off the, the hook scot-free. And yep. um, maybe that could do be due to the fact that she was uh, a slave and of a darker skin color, and they were just, I, I don't know. I, it was interesting.
0: She, she probably got uh, put in the, the rat protection program. <laughs> working with Jake keep your mouth closed people but so the Puritans they're
1: they are an interesting bunch of individuals yeah. I don't know that they're I mean I'm sure some version of the the Puritans would would be around maybe like Presbyterians or Puritans kind of um but they they were an interesting bunch and i think especially when it came to salem and those witch trials that a lot of the men who were condemning these women it started out as uh, a bit of maybe lust for some of the women and then you know you're a puritan so you can't you can't just go around having sex with everybody um they, they found other ways to amuse themselves or maybe they were punishing these women for being attractive to them and, uh, to show their dedication to God. They, they condemned them as witches for being so bewitching. Um, and 19 women were executed in this one little town, um, which was crazy. And over 200 people were accused, um, So that's that's a lot, even by like the European witch hunt standards. That is a lot of executions for one small town. Um, Obviously, today, like Salem, Massachusetts, is a cool place for people to visit because of its history. Um, But it seems like there was definitely something in the water, the food at the time that was making people incredibly insane and
0: wanting to accuse everyone and their neighbor of being a witch. So you don't think the same shit is in the water now with everyone accusing people of being a Trump supporter or accusing people of being a Biden supporter?
1: No, I think that's a different um, craze, a different craze. I think that is, we we've taken a different route. We, we used to have a religious, uh, a religious indoctrination context for the things that we did. And now we've become uh, a tribal partisan uh, it's a it's a new phenomenon with the media. Well, my point was that against each other. we're
0: still we're still angry and ignorant. and the oh yes, the undertone is still one of violence. Yes, that, I, that's what I was pointing out that the people are still just as ignorant and angry. <laughs> and that's trying to of, hurt each other.
1: That's kind of what might the point of the past two last solo episodes that I did um were like the pandemic looking at it from from both sides of the aisles. And and understanding that people who aren't getting the vaccine aren't just ignorant rednecks who who deserve to not receive medical care if they get sick, because there are people with legitimate concerns. And then, you know, on on the other side, like understanding the frustration of people who do get vaccinated. So and then obviously I did the episode about the elites and, and how they kind of manipulate the media and how they're all evil and that's kind of what we see here it's people with power at the top obviously they're like magistrates and they're religious people and they're witch hunters who have papal doctrines from the church they have all the power and they're inciting riots and 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 conflict among people um and i think this this tends to happen when things are hard because it's it is the the upper class distracting the lower classes from banding together as we saw in things like the french revolution um and and overthrowing their hold on society uh france today is still one of the most like democratic countries on earth because of the revolution it took them a long time and it took them quite a few revolutions to figure it out but like today like they're they're just like the scandinavian countries um with how their country is run and i think that's that is partially due to the fact that if you look at france especially in like from the 1940s to 70s they had a lot of i mean obviously world war Two happened so that's going to just change your country naturally you know what i mean because um, they were completely invaded by germany but what they had was an age of secular thought removed from religion they they literally took uh nietzsche's god is dead and really implemented that into their society i think that um when it comes to mass control over a populace religion is one of the most harmful things and i think we see that today as we did back then with the the rise of the evangelical right and Ronald Reagan really propping up like the Christian right. They have a lot of power and they dominate a lot of their politics. You could see it with uh, Greg Abbott in Texas uh, banning abortions, essentially. Um, and the only reason for that is because some people are are pro life over pro choice. And
0: you saw Texas, that just got, that got overturned again. That, yeah, that, it's allowed again to just not allow abortions. In it's interesting.
1: Party. It's an interesting
0: paradigm that we're living in right now. And um But this whole witch hunt thing does have a you know correlating vibe with the yes. whole fear, you know. Yes, I agree. Religious fear and making again... everyone fearful of each other, and then everyone wants to make policy over each other's bodies and from the left to the right. I mean, the, the right's telling women they can't have abortions, the left telling You know, people they have to get a vaccine. So, I mean, you have both sides telling us what we have to do with our body. Yeah. So fuck them. All right.
1: (laughs) Yes, but I think the more interesting thing when it comes to the witch hunts and like, let's take the abortion argument is it's about it's both about control over women. There were some male people who were considered witches, but primarily the victims of the witch burnings were all. women um they were all people who were midwives or healers w- Or weren't
0: there like seven dudes executed in europe for witchcraft
1: there were more men that were executed than i think just seven for for witchcraft in europe but in uh salem it was mainly women and then it was i think it was four men i think it w- there were 19 that were executed and four of them were men um so there were some men that were caught in the crossfire but for the most part it was it was women and the the men that were executed generally weren't like high standing individuals they were like weird peddlers or 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 hobos that people didn't understand people with mental issues um so I, i yeah i think when it comes to the witch hunts it was a lot about the control over women and their bodies and kind of like reinforcing that um that hysteria. And I think that we're going to see witch hunts come again, because like I was talking about with this satanic panic of the early nineties, um, a lot of people because of the, the church of Satan and you had Marilyn Manson being a real antagonist to the conservative, right? Um, there was this widespread panic kind of pumped by Tipper Gore and the conservative, right? Not that Gore's wife was a conservative, but there was this big rise of the evangelical movement and the church's best friend is the devil. Um, they need the devil to stay in business because if you're afraid that there's a devil out there trying to take your soul and take your children and, um, just wreak havoc on you and that you're going to go to hell, then you're going to want to go to church because who wants to go to hell? (laughs) Um, and so the devil really is the best friend of the church, and that's why you see this come up with the witch burnings as well. They were constantly, they're consorts of the devil. Um, what I find the most interesting about the witch hunts, though, is like you said with Tituba, there were a lot of women who were like, this person's also a witch, and this person is also a witch. And I don't really know why that is. I don't know if it was maybe the mind of, uh, if, well, if I say these people are witches, maybe they'll stop torturing me as much um, and hurting me, or if they were just like so far gone, they would just say anything. They would accuse anyone. Um, yeah. It, it, it also goes to show that torture is a very effective method of getting answers out of people that you want. Um, because especially with Salem, um, the first woman to accuse people of being witches, she was very brutally tortured again and again and again. And she refused for, for, for quite a long time before she finally just gave in. And another interesting thing too, to identify, which is they would say. (laughs) (laughs) Another interesting thing about the winch hunts, uh, just to like, and this goes into like the psychology of like showing like the bias of people, like wanting to confirm their own biases is. One of the the telltale signs of a witch was finding any type of mark upon the body. So any type of blemish or, or scarification or birthmark that Mm -hmm. could be considered uh, a sign that you were a witch. And that's like, literally like everybody has some type of mark on their body. I don't know a single person that doesn't have like a freckle, like somebody could be like, he's a witch and they could be like, how could you confirm it? And they could look at just this freckle that I have right here on my neck. And they'd be like, well, he's got the mark of the devil. He's a witch like confirmation bias is is a very very heavy thing when you look at the witch burnings.
0: Yep. Yeah. And does it float?
1: And does it float? That was something else that they actually did too. That Monty Python sketch. Yeah. Isn't I mean, it's obviously ridiculous because <laughs> they didn't actually weigh them versus a duck, but what they would do is they would tie women up and they would they would throw them in the wiver and if they, they floated then they were a witch and if they drowned then they weren't a witch but the person still died either way that's the fucked up part like if they drowned they didn't jump in and save them it was just like okay they're dead so yeah um the witch burnings interesting horrific stuff uh especially the torture devices like i i can't imagine having my my thumbs be putting in a, a thumb screw torture for more than
0: five seconds without tapping out i don't know man that judas judas cross that was called uh yes yeah that, that looked pretty entertaining
1: the minute the minute that obelisk touched anywhere near an orifice i would be like my mother's a witch my sister's a witch <laughs> my wife's a witch uh my friend's wife is a anyway. witch that's going to get killed anyway. Yeah, that's OK, though, because at least I'm not having my my butthole pierced by a. So
0: spiky... How do you know they're not going to let you just slide down the motherfucker after you say you're a witch? I don't know. I don't know. I'm taking
1: everybody out with me, though.
0: Ah, uh, that's painful prob- times. Wasn't there one that was like a uh, tool horse like, you you know, you saw wood yes. on? Yeah, it was the, like sharp the, in the center and they put yeah. your crotch right on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was of... more more efficient than the Judas cross. Yes. I don't know what they were thinking with the four sides. It's not as efficient. I don't I don't know. I don't know why they chose a pyramid. Horrible engineering. Horrible engineering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so any more more thoughts or opinions on on the witch the witch trials, the witch burnings? Not really. I
0: mean, I have the same conclusion with every historical research episode we do. People are fucking crazy. And uh Easily misled and especially in hard times, just turn on each other like freaking mice. We're all idiots. And uh yeah. (laughs) All right. Well,
1: I guess that one will be wrapped up. I hope you guys enjoyed the horrifying images that I showed. I didn't go into excruciating detail about them because I don't I don't think people can really stomach that. So um yeah, just just be mindful In, in the coming in the coming months, I, I think that 2022 will not be a good or er, year for us at all. I think 2022 is going to divide us further. Um, and I think eventually people are going to start looking for people to turn on. And there has been like a rise in uh, paganism and green witchery and, and people kind of going outside the mainstream monotheistic religions. And um, I don't want us to all go crazy and start burning witches again. Um, Cause I'll definitely probably be one of those people that gets burned. So don't burn me y'all. <laughs> yeah. I would like to opt out of the burning as well. Yes. Um, it's all about systems of control. And I think that uh, we see that with all the psychological warfare that is currently being used and was used back in the day. Cause again, it was, it was the church that said, go out and, and, and burn the witches and people found reasons to, Call people witches and burn them. Um, so be kind to everybody. Don't torture them. If you're gonna
0: torture somebody,
1: torture the elite.
0: <laughs> if you're we, if you're thinking about doing some torturing today,
1: build a guillotine. Uh, you can do it for less than six hundred dollars.
0: Yes. Yeah. Watch, watch criminal minds. Reed will explain it to you. Oh, that's right. I did see that episode. Yeah. Yes.
1: Reed says some very interesting things. If you want a bunch of interesting torture device methods, watch Criminal Minds. The writers of that show are uh, very inventive
0: and have some deep-seated issues. I hope they go to therapy. (laughs) Well, a lot of what they used was actual real-life things. Yeah. I,
1: I remember the most disturbing episode of Criminal Minds I ever watched was the one where the guy made puppets out
0: of people. Ugh. So if, if you can think of any amazing torture <laughs> techniques, please comment. No, Hello. don't, don't. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Oh.
1: All right. We're going to wrap it up now before this gets worse.
0: <laughs> Love y'all. Happy uh, Halloween. The Hit next the subscribe the, button. Yeah,
1: the next one uh, we'll be doing, I think this one will come out. This one will be Halloween weekend. So the one after Halloween weekend, we'll do uh, we're going to do Vlad the Impaler and Elizabeth Bathory and the origins of vampires, because why not? That's cool. Vampires are cool.
0: We could touch on Nosferatu.
1: We could because I don't know a lot about Nosferatu. So I'd like to learn. All right. Happy Halloween, guys. Be spooky. Be safe.